Hey there, and welcome to Extra Healthyish, the big sister podcast to the one called just Healthyish. This is a brand spanking new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day for your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. How do you go working from home? Are you one of these people who has to clear out your wardrobe at 11:30 a.m. when you're supposed to be handing in a report, or do you wake up early, knuckle down, and have half your workday knocked over by? 9am. Well, whatever your style, my guest today has some genius advice, tips on tricks on how to be more efficient wherever you work from. Her name is Alison Hill. She's a psychologist, host of Standout Life podcast and CEO of Pragmatic Thinking. She has a new book out, actually she wrote it with her husband, called Work From Anywhere. And she argues it is possible to work from anywhere with the right routine and rituals in place. Ali, congratulations on your new book and thank you so much for coming on Extra Healthy-ish. Now, one thing I ask everyone who comes on this podcast is how do you stay extra healthy-ish in your life? I love this question. What came to mind for me was it's kombucha and rosé. Oh, I love <laughs> it. <kombucha>. Why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just mix the two and she'll be right, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you drink one in the morning and one at night or what, what's right. your makeup? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, one in the morning and one at night. Just oh, do I like the it. ish part I like. Yeah, I know. I know, right. We're all trying to manage. We're all trying to navigate this healthy-ish life. Now, mm. your new book, um, W. WFA, is that the acronym for it? Work From Anywhere. You've got some great advice about setting up rituals and rhythms when you're at home working. Now, I know probably a lot of of us have tried and tested these, but there's no better place to hear it from an expert. So talk me through the importance of having a routine when you are working from anywhere. One of the values of having a routine is it helps our brain discern what role we're playing. So often we'll talk about the difference between life and work and and the truth is work is life as well, but there are roles or positions that we are in. And so it might be what's the position on the role that I'm in in terms of my work persona and then what's the position I'm in in terms of um, you know, my role when I'm at home. So routines help us to disseminate between the two when the environment looks the same. Um, so that routine might be as simple as literally walking out your front door, going down your driveway, turning around and coming back to work. And I say that in inverted commas, but now in your new role. Uh, the other thing about why it's important to, to have routines in your workday while you're working from home is if you think about the office, often we'll have meetings or we'll have um, points throughout our day that help us to create these mini sprints of work. So, you know, I've just got to get this email done because I've got a meeting at 10.30 uh, or we've got someone's birthday that we're celebrating at two o'clock. So between one and two, I'm going to, you know, knuckle down and get this report what that gives us is these progress sprints so we get to tick things off by having these um I guess, disruptors for one another word in our day. When we're working from home, we don't have those. So it's important to engineer those to create a sense of progress, to give yourself a sense of, okay, I'm going to work between now and 10 um, and get that report done. And then there can be that reward at 10. And the reward might be just 
getting up and making a cup of tea or going outside into the sunshine. Because that's one of the hard things, isn't, isn't it, when you're at home, concentration. Now, let's start at the beginning of the day. I mean, actually, it's interesting because I read this in your book, um, you know, Win the Wake Up, and I've had a few guests on Healthy-ish recently who have really talked about the importance of setting up your day at the beginning of the day. So talk me through Win the Wake Up, but you've got an added one called Seize the Midday, which I love. So let's start with what is Win the Wake Up and what is Seize the Midday? So again, this is really about energy management. Um, and you're right, there are so many experts that talk about um, and, and people that we might admire and as, um, you know, being experts in their field who talk about having a morning routine. Research has found it actually doesn't matter what your routine is. The actual tasks itself don't matter, but having a routine that's consistent for you each morning is really key. Uh, those people listening, if I pose the question, what's the first thing you do when when you wake up in the morning, for most people, it's we reach and look at our phone. Yes, we do. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> well, actually, I push a fin children out of the bed first and then I reach my phone. <laughs> and so it, that means we're already in that kind of headspace of what do I need to do? Where do I need to be? What am I missing? Um, and so the anxiety can start to kick in. Uh, so already we're kind of running on adrenaline. So to win the wake up is to change that. What can I do in that first, even just thinking the first 30 minutes of waking up that helps me to get really set up for the day. Um, so depending on what that is, where you are, really thinking about what what could you do to win the wake up. For me personally, I know any day I get to get up and watch the sunrise, my day is better for it. So even um, I have the great fortune of living here on the Gold Coast, even driving down to the beach, going for a walk in the sand, watching the sunrise and coming back. And I can do that within 15 minutes. Um, and my day I know is better for it. So thinking about what could you do in the first 30 minutes that changes your day. And you're right, it doesn't have to be, you know, a one hour run. It can be, a. I think someone on the podcast actually last week said I stand in the shower for a minute and do like a minute meditation in the shower. And I thought, wow, that is a great, easy, quick thing you can do just to get your headspace right. So what about seize the midday? This is the other thing that's important when you're working from home. Tell me about that. Yeah, so this was actually a rhythm that we set up with our team. So it's now become a cultural rhythm that we celebrate and encourage. And we actually only just yesterday had a really robust conversation about it. The sense behind Seize the Midday is wherever you are and whatever you're doing at 12 o'clock um, or around that time is to find a way to get outside, to go and do something. Um, and that can be everything from it might be a hardcore workout, it might be going out and exercising. We've had people go roller skating. Um, you might be going and having lunch in the sun. But that real encouragement to seize the midday. Um, and again, it's that it's that energy management for coming back into the afternoon, the afternoon sprint um, around what tasks we need to do. The side effect, while it's it's so great personally, and I know I'm actually the worst at it. I'm really forgetful. And before I know it, it's two o'clock and the, the midday. You need to send a set a reminder on your phone. <laughs> Get outside. <laughs> That's right. But what it's become is because it's now a cultural ritual, it's something that the team encourage and celebrate. We share photos on, we use Slack as our internal messaging. Um, it's now that kind of call out that 
this is we want to be a culture that actually encourages this and the conversation we had yesterday was the amount of people who feel guilty even though we're encouraging each other to do that and we're a really supportive environment who still feel guilty about doing it and so it was a great reconnect around seize the midday um, and the importance of encouraging and sharing photos. I think the value of that helps you to be accountable to, to that activity. Stay with us. We will be back in just a moment. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Now, I also like your idea of using different zones for different work. I mean, you talk about a cafe to clear your inbox, another cafe to inspire creative thinking. I mean, there's a lot of cafes around, I suppose, in different neighbourhoods. Talk me through what you mean by this. Again, it can, um, it changes what you're doing and what role you're playing. So in an office environment, there might be a particular meeting room or boardroom that you go to um, or a different location that you go to for a different part of work that might be a whiteboard that you do your creative on. So again, um, when we're in this space of working from home, we get tied to the same space, the same desk, uh, but that change of location helps our brain to think differently. It also allows us rather than having our entire to-do list in front of us, um, just having the to-do list for that space. Um, So that might be a time location, we're only here for an hour, uh, but also it helps us to associate that that space where I'm doing that work. And then when when it's done, even if it's only partly done, because so much of what we do is never quite finished, uh, you do get the chance to kind of step away from that cafe. So it might be a park, it might be a coffee shop, it might be another room in your house or another table. So you don't even have to change locations, but just moving your chair around, going to a different zone can create a different space for your brain uh, and create that sense of progress and motivation in your day. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing because when you when you work from home, often you do struggle with motivational procrastination. Oh, I'll just put on that load of washing. Oh, maybe I'll just clean out that cupboard for the three. 337th time, you know, whatever it may be. So this is a great way to stay focused. How else can we stay focused when we, you know, we think we have to do the washing again or something else? <laughs> I know, isn't it funny? All of a sudden we we see the dirt that's been there forever when we, we've got imp- important tasks to do. Um, so I, you know, will often talk about and even challenge myself around just having an hour of power. So turning distractions off, it might be putting my phone on silent. It might even be um, turning email off if that's not the task I'm working on um, and setting myself, you know, an hour of an absolute kind of hour of power, peak productivity. Um, 
even when we're working from home, we continue to get distracted by uh, multiple ways that people can contact us, whether it's um, messaging, emails, text messages, phone calls, uh, video conferences, all of those avenues. So I think one of the ways to um, focus is to create these kind of hour of power. And even if you had two or three of those in your week, you know you've got that space and time. Whenever I do that, usually about the 45-minute mark, I already feel better and feel on top of the work that I need to do. So one of the ways you get focus is almost create the game for yourself uh, around getting things ticked off. I love that hour of power. And then you can just put that in your iCal and then, okay, three o'clock hour of power. Not that three o'clock is the best time to have an hour of power, mind you. Mine's probably more at 11, no. <laughs> right? Three o'clock when your body's going into the afternoon yes. slump. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about, I mean, one of the things about the work from home is the boundaries between work and home, they're, they're basically, well, is none in many cases, and we have to be a bit more proactive at setting, setting our own. What are, how can we get better at doing this? Yeah, look, it's a great question. I heard one the other day where it said, we're not working from home, we're sleeping at work. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and it can, yeah. feel like, can feel like that because we can be in this always on um, kind of culture. One of the things we talk about, and we talk about it in the book, is um, thinking about work in three levels. The first one being performance. And that's really just what are the tasks that need to get done? What do I need to deliver for the team, for um, the clients, what my role is? So, you know, that that is a part of it. The second part of it is around kind of culture. And that comes back to, you know, how do we connect with our team? How are we just spending time checking in with them? How are they going? What did they do on the weekend? And it's important to create that. And then the third one is around autonomy. And autonomy is not about just doing whatever I want. It's about how can I turn up the best I can be to work at my best. Um, and you mentioned before about three o'clock. We know that that's not a great time for peak productivity work. Uh, so this work from home gives us much more flexibility to do the stuff that requires concentration, that where we can deliver at our best um, earlier in the day. And the three o'clock might be that time that we connect with other people in the team. So it's to think about um, just from the work perspective, where can we do those different factors? And then how do we separate work from home is, again, being able to have the physicality. When we're in an office, we get to pack up our bag and we get to shut down our computer and leave. So what might be, even if it's just a small action that you could do that represents the packing up of your day, that might be writing a list of the things that you're going to come back to tomorrow. And that just helps you to kind of symbolise as that's the, the end of my day. It might be clearing your desk. It might be, you know, that physical thing of shutting down your computer. Um, as I said, even having people kind of step outside, walking down the driveway at the end of the day and coming back um, can be that sense. I've heard of people, I love that sense of having a shower, but even at the end of the day, getting out of your work clothes and into your home clothes um, becomes that physical prompt that I'm now in a different role. So whatever it is, uh, having some kind of symbol uh, or signal for your body that you're now in a different space is really important. Yeah, I like that. So just taking off your pair of Lululemon leggings and putting on a pair of Nike leggings or trackies, I like it. Easy. We can <laughs> That's do it. exactly yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Where do you work from and how are you managing the shift 
um, you know, being an expert in this field? How, how do you manage it? Yeah, look, I, it's so much of um, pre-COVID and that's our language at the moment, isn't it? I used to travel quite a bit and so, you know, used to kind of work from anywhere anyway uh, when we've got technology and you've got laptops and you really can work from different locations. Um, I'm working, I definitely, we've got an office set up from home, so I'm chatting to you from home. We've got an office fairly close by, Um but I am a, a cafe hopper, so I do go between cafes um, and there will be different – for me, that's also that time where it makes it harder to talk to the team on the phone, so that will often be my time to clear inboxes, uh, to to write reports, going to that more deeper work that might require a bit more creative thinking or creative space. Um, and then when I come back to uh, the – the home office and it is I guess it is a separate space in my house so that helps me to separate that from home um, that this will often be where I connect with the team. Yeah Ali thank you you've given us some awesome tips and hopefully inspired us all to be um, more productive in our work from anywhere day. Lovely having you on Extra Healthy-ish. Thanks Felicity. I don't know about you but I love Ali's idea of hour of power. Lock it in. Put it in the diary. Turn off all your tech, well the tech that you don't need to use for work and just get in there and work. Alison Hill, her new book is called Work From Anywhere and also remember Extra Healthy-ish, the one you're listening to. We publish a new episode for your wonderfully healthy and hopefully productive ears every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au You can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram or Facebook or perhaps send us an idea for an upcoming episode. We are all, well, healthy ears. Thank you for joining us as always and if you have a moment, jump on and rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay extra healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.